No cap, no rap cap. Yeah. I took the top off. I'm dripping like hot sauce. I got drink and it's clean raw. Baby, give me that mean mouth. Hit that pussy like golf ball. I can do this without y'all. Call the loss, I go loco. I go back to the drop house. Spread that bitch in the bells down. Catching in and I cash out. Turn that shit to a stash house. I ain't taking no handout. What's going on there, Chauncey? Hello. What do we got here? Try not to move the wires. You're getting real fussy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a fire stick. That's a fire stick. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Don't do that. That was over. If we were like, what? Oh, I want to watch Dominican Republic against Colombia. That's at seven o'clock. I want. It's at seven o'clock. So you want to put on a movie? It's at seven o'clock. It's at seven. You want to put on a movie? It's at seven o'clock. It's at seven o'clock. It's at seven o'clock. It's seven o'clock. You want to put on a movie? It's at seven o'clock. And take it off at seven o'clock. And take it off halfway. Barry Bonds highlights. I don't want to watch Barry Bonds highlights. <laughs> you don't have a choice. I have the remote. <laughs> Ooh, pure greatness. <laughs> Do you like that title? Hell yeah, that's fire. Pussy. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take that weapon out of your hands. Never. You know what to do with that. Oh, I know what to do with that thing. <laughs> nah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, splash. Wow. Look how easy they scooped that up, too. How's he hitting these balls so hard? Bro, he's eviscerating them. <laughs> Bro, the ball's still rising. It's over the right fielder's head. The ball's over the right fielder's head. I gotta go move my car. I'll pass home. Enjoy that. Look at <clears throat> Oh! Oh! Oh, that's a... It's mayhem in the stands, wherever that lands. Yo, let me tell y'all something, man. Barry Lamar Bonds is the greatest man to ever put on... Well, I'm sorry, the greatest baseball player. Maybe not the greatest man, but he is the greatest player. To ever wear a baseball uniform. I personally don't. That's just. That's going into the water. Like what? That's behind the boats. Yo. In the kayaks. Me and Sadiq. Oh, I've been watching Barry Bonds highlights for the last 10 minutes. And I've been <laughs> screaming for the last 10 minutes. Awful Baldo. That was off the, that was off, I think that was the year that Ubaldo was like phenomenal too. Oh, was he? Yeah. There you go. Like. He is the only member. You want to know something that I saw the other day? Not only is he a seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star. I'm just reading to you from the video right now. Eight gold gloves. <laughs> Most home runs and walks ever. Highest OP, OBP slugging and OPS, which is just crazy. Most home runs in a walk in season. So I, what I wanted to say to you is... Guess who's the only member of the 400-400 club, Sadiq? 400 home runs, 400 stolen bases. Is it 
Barry Lamar Bonds. Guess who's the only member of the 500-500 club? Oh. Four and 500. He's the only member. In both, in both clubs. He's legitimately the only person in his own atmosphere. And he's not even in the second atmosphere. Bro, Because he's in the third. It doesn't make sense. Like... I'm going to have to read out some Barry Bond stats to the people. Oh, Barry Bond. And you guys man. don't really have a choice here. Oh, they could always just... He played pause, in three different pause. decades, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Here we go. A seasoned man. Has hit over seven... He's the all-time leader in home runs. 762 of them things. 762. That man's lifetime batting average is 298. His on-base percentage lifetime is 4-4-4. His last season playing baseball, he had a 480 on-base percentage. Had a 157 WRC+. Plus. In his last year playing baseball? His last year playing baseball. Wow. Gave it all. He emptied the tank there is what he did that year. <clears throat> His lifetime walk percentage is 20.3%. He walked to the fifth fifth. of the amount of the times he was at the plate. And struck out 12%. Beautiful ratio. Like, he was almost twice as likely to walk than to strike out. True. Like, I don't know what other stats I could I should really read out. It just doesn't none of this is real. Like not none of this was real. And some might argue it wasn't because of the roids. So here's my question, right? He used steroids. Sure. Wasn't against the rules, but it's a gray area, right? What about if he left if it was just the roids? No, well performance enhancing drugs are in the in the rules. No they're not. Well, no, they are now. Before then, they weren't specifically outlawed. Oh, I guess, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. Some things were outlawed, but not like yeah, any. Yeah, you're right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? So, if It was like, just baseball back if, then. Yeah, if it was steroids, right? Why didn't anybody else get close to him if it was just steroids? Like, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer after, like, the first 10 years of his career. Like he's a seven. He was an. He was a four-time MVP. His first six seasons, he wasn't apparently on roids, and his first six seasons are wild. Just came into the league, it started just terrorizing. Barry Bonds literally had one season where he wasn't like the man. His first year, sixteen home runs, thirty-six stolen bases, two twenty-three on-base percentage. Still had three point three wins above replacement. After that, what's his WRC plus that year? 108. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Rookie year. Saying? Rookie year. He rookie just came year. into the league. That's a decent rookie year, too. That's that, a good rookie league. That's what I'm saying. Rookie league. Rookie year. That is what I'm saying. All right. So he had a good rookie year. Immediately the next year, 25 home runs, 32 bags. Kicked up the power notch. Just, Said, like, I'm done fucking around with you fuck niggas. Like that, like, that really kills me that people are like, oh, it's steroids. Like, this man was arguably going to be one of the top ten players of all time, and then he just took the steroids and was like, now I'm the best. What's the, uh, what's his third year? 
okay. There's like 20 seasons. I really don't want to. Just go, go third go, year. Okay. Third, third year. year uh, 24 home runs, 17 bags, 283 batting average, uh, 146 WRC+. Plus. 146 WRC+. Plus. Yeah. Wow. And that's a down year, too. Yeah. After that season, he would only have one more season in the next 15 that was below that. What? Yeah. He's he, he, inst- he had a He had a bad year the next year. 19 home runs, 32 stolen bases, 121 WRC plus, and then just decided to be the best, and literally doesn't have a WRC plus below 146 after that. Okay. Ever actually. So he said, "I'm done being second. I want to be first. Yeah. Like these. And then just... I want to be. I want to break my own record. Yeah, like he... before anybody else broke broke it. You know, and you have the commissioner that uh, oversaw the steroid error in the Hall of Fame. So I think him and A-Rod and Clemens and McGuire and Sosa, I think they're all Hall of Famers, to be honest with you. Some people even argue, Jesus. Some people even... (laughs) Levon's tight. Wow, that's a nuke. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's those are the reactions Barry Bonds gives you when he hits a home run. So... Now that we passed the Baseball Hall of Fame induction and they lit they lit David Ortiz in, which, you know, I support. How do you feel about that? Yeah, deserving. I think so, too. Uh, inspirational story. Uh, yes. David Ortiz was actually released by the Twins before going to the Red Sox and becoming the man he is today, Big yeah. Poppy. And they said, don't, don't forget, they signed him for a one-year prove-it deal, and he proceeded to hit 25 bombs that year. Very similar. To another DH that's around now. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> another DH that's around right now? That someone just signed to a one-year deal? No, just that he had that same career arc where he got released by his first organization, and he was struggling to catch on, and then he did, and he went crazy. Uh, No, I don't. None other than J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox. Oh. So True. And mind you, he's, he's much further away, and he doesn't have that. Uh, True. Who's his first team? J.D. Martinez? Yeah. He was a part of the Astros. The Astros. That's and he changed his swing and had a great spring training, but this was when the Astros were getting good, and they just didn't have room for him. And then he ended up on the Tigers. He raked. Yep. Uh, he moonlighted somewhere for half a season, and then... It was a big-ass It was a big ass deal when uh, he signed with the Red Sox. Uh-huh. Oh. So this got me to thinking about another uh, steroid guy. One with a, a checkered media media presence as well, yeah, Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Mr. A-Rod. So, he had two cups of coffee in the big leagues at 18 and 19, which it just isn't normal, right? But his first full season, right, he was 20 years old, 1996. I want to ask you a question, and this is a serious question. What do you think... His triple slash line was his average, his on base percentage, and slugging percentage. For what his do you first think, full season? For his first full season at 20 years old as a big league shortstop for a playoff Mariners team. What do you think his slash line was, Sadiq? I think he hit 323 with. Four ninety five slugging, mm-hmm. and a four eighty five on base. That's the on base is crazy. Uh, no, he hit. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, I was going crazy. Yeah, I, that was nonsensical. So he he had a three fifty eight 
batting average. Okay. Three. I, I should have put the nonsense in the batting average there. 58. Okay. Because that's that's nonsense. 414 OBP. I was close. 631 slug. All while playing gold glove shortstop. He slugged 631 that year? 36 bombs, 15 stolen bases. Oh, and his age 22 season? His third full season in the big leagues? No big deal. 310 batting average. 40-40. No big deal. More stolen bases than home runs. Jesus. Like, I don't... How do you not have this guy in the Hall of Fame? Like, I saw this guy play for a good part of my life. And, like, this man was ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Like, he was not real. Bro, how many great Yankee moments come from A-Rod? A-Rod really just went to the Yankees and just went off. Just exploded. Moved over to third... Like, don't get me exploded. Don't get me wrong. Like his Texas years made zero sense. Like he literally had his in his Texas career, in his Rangers career. Sorry, the lowest amount of home runs he hit in a season was forty-seven. Yeah, three. He played three years there, hit a, over one hundred and fifty home runs. <laughs> I wish they could see the the look of disgust you just looked at me with. Oh my God, he was just like, all right. Home team, drafted me team. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to Texas. I'm gonna hit bombs, and then the greatest team ever in existence of the entire world that's, and all, all the ag- worlds that we know about and don't know about. That's aggressive. He went to the New York Yankees and just completely annihilated people. Yeah, for years to come. Yeah. Uh Yeah, bro. A lot of great Yankee moments. Low key. Always panned my high socks look around A Rod. Oh yeah, he uh, his high sock look was clean. Yeah, I always I thought A Rod was like the perfect encapsulation of Yankeedom and Yankee fandom, because yes. like Why? because you guys go out right, and you got probably the best, if not one of the five best players in baseball, right? And not only do do the fans go on to say he should move to third because he's a worse defender than Jeter, right? So you're instantly getting a f- top five player in- insulting him, right? Even though he said he'd move over, you're already kind of insulting him. And then every time the team struggles, it's his fault. You know what I'm saying? It's like, guys, like, I'm sorry. I don't care how bad the guy is in the playoffs or if he's been he's slumped. Like, the man hit 358 as a rookie and hit 30 dongs. And his conceded... Was he rookie of the year? He had to be. Yeah, right? He had to be. Let's, I don't know if it was one of those random cases where somebody was just that much better. Who could be better? I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's, did he win 1996 rookie of the year? No, Jeter won that year. No, he didn't. No, Jeter won 97. No, Jeter won 96. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. No, he was a 1993. Oh, so I guess I didn't count it as his rookie year because he had so many at-bats. 96, he won the batting title, finished second in voting for the AL MVP. Oh, bugged. Why would A-Rod win Rookie of the Year? Why would A-Rod... 96. I think he had too many plate appearances to to count for it. Yeah. Yeah, Jeter won that year. It was his first year in the league. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. A-Rod was born in New York. Didn't know that. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican, but he's born in New York. Yeah. I thought he oh, I'm sorry, Dominican. Yeah, I thought he was born there. You thought he was born in the República Dominicana? See. See. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something. I didn't know you meant C's nah, and yes. He's a... Uh... <sighs> yeah. So, Welcome back, ladies and gents. This is ETT, and I'm going to be honest with you. I support all the steroid users. Right? And I support them for this reason. I could take mad roids. Sadiq could take mad roids. I could give everyone I know that plays baseball and is good mad roids. Mad roids. You put us on TV, we're going to look like schmucks. I don't think anyone, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's anyone that wasn't a Hall of Famer that got boosted to be in that conversation. You know what I mean? Like, McGuire and Sosa were sluggers anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, did it probably take them to another level? Sure. You know, maybe Sammy Sosa doesn't hit 600 home runs. But he probably hits, like, 400, 500. Like, he's, it's not like Sammy Sosa was this frail man that hit five home runs a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's a... I don't... I feel like I'm still indifferent. Or not indifferent, just torn. Because it's also like, I get it was a gray area. And, uh, I mean, it's just a gray area. And you still got to put in uh, lots of work other than just taking steroids. Like, remember when that's, that was an argument. Like, if taking steroids, it automatically makes them better. And it's like, no, it's not how it works. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's only a few guys that, like, put the steroids into, into use. And let's, let's, let's just call it's it what it is. Steroids is def, is, is extreme extreme muscle recovery. That's what I was going to say. It's definitely more than a few guys that used it. And there's definitely guys that we know, that we love, that used them. And I just, I think it's just like anything, like, like it's like anything else. Like, sure, you know, it, it fucks with the integrity of the game a little bit, you know? But at the same time, like, if you told me that We'd get another Barry Bonds right now. I would subscribe to that team now. Like, I'm buying a jersey. I'm buying season tickets. Like, if I knew that, they could oh, predict yeah. the Barry Bonds. Yeah, if they were just like, look, this guy's going to have the craziest five years baseball's ever seen. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, just tell me how much. I'll give you the card. Stop, stop talking. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you the card. Buy seven. You know, like, if I don't know if you remember, Sadiq, but there was a, uh, a labor strike in the 90s. Uh, that interrupted the Braves dynasty. And during that, they used only minor leaguers and, like, guys that would be playing indie ball to play MLB games for, like, half a season because MLB guys didn't want to play under the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. So the whole Braves MLB team was just like, no. Yeah, they were during the union. Wow. So, if like, for instance, right, minor leaguers can still have contact with their major league teams because technically minor leaguers and major leaguers aren't in the same union, which is stupid. Very stupid, right? But a lot of things are stupid, and that's frankly... Stupid not. to us, good for the commissioner and the owners. I mean, yeah, that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't they be unified? Like, yeah. if you take away all the players, they ha- you have all the leverage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You literally have the product. So, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, during that, that labor strike, 
baseball attendance cratered. Like, the next season, like, they were playing in front of half-empty, three-quarter-empty stadiums until the great home run races and steroid errors happened, right? And everyone, and baseball historians and other people around the game always say that Bud Selig knew what was happening, and he let it happen. Like, how could you not? How could you not see guys getting huge and be like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa having that run at, like, the most home runs in a season. That season where they were just going back and forth. Yeah, let's, like, think about that. That's an ESPN documentary right now. They said that saved baseball. Many people say that. Because baseball was just, like, it's kind of how it's getting now. Everyone's just fucking bored. Like, they're not letting any, like, it's not as cool as it used to be. You know, it's just a bunch of shit. <laughs> it's just a bunch of shit. Like, think about it, bro. Guys can't wear certain cleats or do certain things with their bats because it doesn't match the team uniform. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, just, you know what I'm saying? It's getting real, uh, it's getting real business-like. Yeah, it's too buttoned up. It's too buttoned up. Here we go. So, <clears throat> here's some facts from the documentary. Factual facts. So, after the strike short in 1994 season... Oh, it was 1994, which saw the World Series canceled for the first time ever. Think about that. The World Series was canceled. Yeah, that's wild. Baseball didn't reach... That's wild. Baseball didn't reach the level of attendance they had in 1993 until the 2000s. Attendance dropped 20% in 95. What? They had seven years where they didn't get back to where they were before the 93 93 Uh season? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, God. That was when Barry Bonds... Had a couple years where it was like, all right, he's ripping the baseball, so he's about to go on a run. Uh huh. McGuire was there. Yep. A Rod was coming out a few years later in twenty. No, A Rod's already there. Yeah, bro. Uh huh. Feel me? So it's like. Sammy. So oh yeah, it was it was the right smack dab in like the beginning, or primed years. Smack dab. Of smack dab. A lot of the greats we know today. Smack dab. Smack dab. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's kind of... And that's the funny part about that. Because, let's see. The funny part about that is that this whole time that they are having that home run race and they were having these great seasons, Barry Bonds was, like, still the best player in baseball. And no one was paying him any attention. And he's, he's like, led to these... And these are speculations, obviously. But he said things that lead you to think and people around him have said that like yeah like he only took steroids because he was like i'm better than these guys now but you're not paying attention so i'm just gonna take them and show you what it looks like what greatness (laughs) looks like and he might not have said that but that everyone is basically saying that's his train of thought and Hmm. i like to think that's his train of thought too from the interviews i've seen of him yeah he does look he's always he's always been like a calm individual You've never seen him like out of sorts or like yeah. bent out of shape about it. He was just like, "This is what I did." Yeah, but it's more like it's kind of just like when you hear him talk about baseball, you're just like, "Oh yeah, like I could see that." Because he talks about baseball like how I don't know, like like just complete mastery. Like hearing him talk about baseball, like borderline insults me because it's like this man was the best. And he's talking about this like, I know I'm the best. You know I'm the best. This is how the best think about shit. Like, he's like, I don't want to hit the ball. I want to catch it with my barrel. What does that mean, Barry? <laughs> like, I've deadass tried to hit some days thinking that. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm going to hit the ball. He's trying to catch it. 
I kind of get the catch it part. It's not the get it. Go hit in a cage. Oh, try to do it? it? I mean, like, okay. So I'm just going to, before we dive into the things that we'll dive into, I'm going to go look on uh, crazy that Hank Aaron still had like 300 more RBIs and bonds. That's crazy. Oh, please, let's not forget that Hank Aaron, the the first all-time leader, said that in his day that he and other guys would pop amphetamines, which are greenies, which are basically like Adderall and shit before games all the time, which have been which are now outlawed, outlawed by baseball. So, Adderall just lock them in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Adderall is definitely a cheat code for baseball. Like you could have your focus is just incredible. Yeah. So yeah, 98 when they were going on this home run run, right? Barry hit 37 home runs. This is at age 20. This is at age 32, by the way. 33, sorry. 37 home runs, 122 RBIs, 28 stolen bases, 303 batting average, 170 WRC plus, 8.5 wins above replacement. Oh, God. Yeah. Because he still was playing good defense. Mind you, he has eight, the man has eight gold gloves. Let's look at Mark McGuire in 98. 70 home runs, 70 smackaroonies. Smackaroonies. 299. Oh my God! Two hundred five WRC plus, eight point five wins above replacement. Again, for McGuire. Oh, for McGuire. So think about that. That's McGuire's best year ever, and that was. Let me see. That was Barry Bonds. Mind you, eight point five wins above replacement still isn't Mike Trout level, by the way, fellas. But uh, let's put it like this: Barry Bonds has better than that season, right? Mind you, Barry Bonds hit that at thirty three. Barry Bonds has one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons better than that season. That was Mark McGuire's career highlight. He has ten seasons that were better than that. Out of a 22-year career. So half the time, he was better than Mark McGuire at his best. Wow. Right? That's just like, what the fuck? Let's look at Sammy Sosa. The uh, the white Dominican, as they like to call him. (laughs) 66 home runs. 308, 159, WRC plus, seven wins above replacement. Best season ever. Oh. Barry Bonds had like 15 seasons better than that. Yeah. Yo, so I was going to the gym the other day. Well, I was leaving the gym, sorry. And I was in Subway. <laughs> uh, why is that so funny to you? You were in Subway. This is funny. So there's a Subway right next to my gym. And when you're in the stretching room and when you're downstairs with all the squat racks... You can smell them baking the bread in Subway. So whenever you work out, you get hungry. So it's dangerous, right? But it's also like, yeah, I can slide out the gym, go to this Subway, which is usually empty at the time I'm leaving. And I can just get food mad quick and leave. And like when I leave the gym, I'm usually ravishing or starved because I like to I like to work out fasted. So it works out. So need food immediately after the gym. Plus, you can get like a, you can get like the old school five dollar footlongs there because they still honor it. So it's like, yo, you get a uh, sub for like five six bucks. Not bad. Anyway, my eating habits aside, uh, I walked out of Subway and I was about to make a right turn and I, it was an Asian contractor van that I saw pull up and nothing about that van stood out besides you know the Asian or Asiatic. Uh, oriental oriental lettering on the side of it 
But then the back door slid open, and I saw one, two, three, four Asian men get out the back of the van. And this wasn't one of those giant, like, sprinter vans. This was, like, one of those, like, dollar vans, you know? Like, like a was, minivan. No, it was a little bit bigger than a minivan. Okay. But it was, like, one of those vans where, like, yeah, everything in the back is cargo. And they just hopped out mad quick, and I'm like, yo, how many of y'all are in there? Like, it was crazy. Because it happened in slow-mo. I'm walking out the door, and I'm like, one's hopping out. Then I look down at my phone, look up, two. And at this point, they have my attention. It's like I slow down as I'm walking out. Another one gets out. You want to like, see what's going on. I'm like, guys, this is this is a clown car right now. What were they doing? Going to Subway. Oh, they were just going to Subway. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought they were just like, oh, that. you see, that part sounds crazy. I thought they were like <laughs> a contractor of some sort. And they were like getting out to like at a job or something like I mean, that. I mean, you don't think they do that too? Oh, maybe. I'm or like to To look at that. And then them go do a job is one thing. But then to look at that and you've known nothing about them previous and to watch them just walk into this uh, subway. A little different for me. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. But yeah, so you, you see my uh you see my concern. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny as fuck actually. Right? That's it just was hilarious. And I wrote that I sent that to you because I was just like, Yeah, like doubt like imagine like you crash into one by accident or like one of the you just see one pull up on you. And you just, they're like, oh, there's like two guys, maybe three, and there's like seven people that get out the van. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah. It's a little unsettling. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to ever experience that. That's mad unsettling. <laughs> Yo, think about how many times you've driven past a contractor van. Like, genuinely think about it. How many times you've walked past a contractor van, and it's been like, You've never thought about it, or you've driven next to one on the highway, and it was just like, mm, yeah, this is normal. And then it's like, no, it's not, because there's seven people in here. Yeah. Well, looks like we're not going to be watching the Re- Republic of Dominican against the <laughs> Columbia. Maybe it's on MLB Network. Do you have MLB Network? Yeah, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was uh, something I had to share with the people, because you don't see that every day, frankly. And I've, I was very tickled by it. And tickle is the right word. I feel like I see that a lot. What? Asian contractor Not vans? Not Asian contractor vans, but just vans with a lot of people in them. Okay. I just... And you know what? I'm not even going to lie. A lot of them are of the oriental culture. <laughs> you know what I see a lot of? The church vans. Oh, they love a good church van. Yo. They but, love a good but church But it's not van. a... It's a van. But like it's not really a van. It's the, it's the Ford, uh, the big ones, whatever those are called. Oh, the you know what I'm talking about. The Eco Lines, like the E350s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The dollar vans. Those are dollar vans. Yeah, those, those, but like the elongated version. Like there's like a like <laughs> the a, extendo. The extended version. The extendo. Yeah, those are crazy. Those are massive vans, yeah. and I always think there's so much uh, there's so much space left off after the second tire. It kind of makes me uh, uneasy. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of space that the van left off after the back tire. I'm just like, this should just tip kinda, over, just yeah, dangling, yeah, yo, bro. There's like no floor under you. You know, it's very unsettling. 
They be whipping it too. I saw two in the snow today going down my block. I was like, yo, and not taking their time. No one that drives a dollar van has ever been on time or or taking their time. They're always in a rush. Oh my god. I was like, what is going on? Good thing the vans were in front of me because I was just slowly watching them just go crazy. <laughs> you were just observing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Well, yeah, Get anywhere near that because if something happens, I'm going to have to back out of this block. Yeah, you're so, like, I'm staying out of your yeah. way. Felt. That's upset. Very much felt. Oh, they don't care. Very much felt. They don't care. And the snow's crazy. I had trouble getting into my own driveway last night. <laughs> Deadass went to go turn in. Yeah. Right? Make a left. And I turned my wheel counterclockwise. And I guess it hit a snowbank and my whole fucking hand just swiftly moved back. And I was like, oh, there's just a mound here that my car cannot get over. <laughs> Spent like 10 minutes. Just a mound. Bro, spent like 10 minutes. Because I cleared off all the sidewalk and shit, but I didn't clear off the road. Oh, did you shovel? <laughs> did I shovel? Oh, boy. I was in it. Oh, yeah? I was in it. Two and a half hours. Ooh, that's a good time. Yo. Because we have the corner property, so we're responsible for that whole sidewalk around. Mm-hmm. And all three of those garage stalls. And the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then you got to do the front of the house, side of the house. Steps. Yeah, that's a long process. Yo. You gotta just put headphones in and go. Uncle Louie was like, uh, I got a snowblower, right? And I was like, uh, oh, perfect. This is about to go by quick, right? Yeah. Man's pulled out like a like a five by five tall inch. Not even. It's like a foot by a foot. Seriously? I was like, I literally took it out of the trunk. I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, what? I was like, we're not getting anything done. That's pretty much a shovel. It's less than a shovel at that point because it can't even go through the type of snow we need. Uh, I was just about to say, that's worse. Like, you, can, you can throw it at the snow. It was hilarious. That might work. What we ended up doing was we sh- I shaved off the top layer and the snow blur could go through like a quarter to half of it. Yes, that's what happened uh, next door. We should definitely name, this is the snow pod right now. The snow pod. I, uh, not to be confused with cocaine. Uh, <laughs> or is it to be? Hey. FBI... Is Sadiq. Uh, <laughs> what? I dragged you out. What was I going to say? Uh, FBI. Ooh, so the building next door to me, they have a snowblower too. There's an older West Indian man that uh, tends to that property. Uh, you talking right there? Yeah. The one right next door to me. He broke his snowblower at one point. Cause, oh, did he? Because he came out. I was shoveling. And he came out the snowblower. And I was in my mind, I'm like, yes. Because I'm going to get him to do the driveway. Because you know when the uh, garbage trucks and the... Snow removal trucks come by. They the just plows. shove all the snow to the side. Yeah, they have the plows And then on. you have to dig yourself out. But, like, you got all this hardened snow that's mounted, like, four, feet, like three feet. Yeah, rather just the, be in the driveway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like even if you, you shovel the sidewalk, you still have to do the driveway. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. I go to him, and he's, like, looking concerned at the snowblower. And I'm like, is everything okay? Yeah, I'm like, what's up? And he's like, it's not working. So I look inside, and he's like check the teeth so i look inside the snowblower and i see a ton of snow everywhere right <laughs> so the snowblower is good size it's like, it's like lawnmower size maybe a little okay. bit bigger okay powerful yeah it's, it's pretty powerful but okay. i guess the snow was too high because there was snow on top of everything so i'm looking inside the teeth and there's snow everywhere there's garbage and debris in there and i'm like yeah no wonder it's not working like 
clear this out. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then it started working again? And Yeah, it started working after like 15 minutes. He's like saying someone touched it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you just, you have a rubber glove in here. Like, some pen. Oh, there's a rubber glove in the snowblower? Yes. And he didn't think it was a problem? Anyway. Anyway. Ah, oh, West just... Indian men are just fucking... <laughs> Yeah, Look, but the most stubborn individuals he, on the entire he very, planet. He was very frustrated. I was like, "Yeah, clear it out." And he's like, "He's just anyway." Uh, he was just saying that the snow was too high, basically. It probably dead was for some of it. So like, he couldn't even snow blow. So he clears it out, starts working again. Right? He keeps trying to get me to take stuff out of the teeth with my hands, and I was like, "No, I'm not putting my hands in a snowblower." Especially with you behind the controls. Oh you, hell no! While he was next to the controls, hell no. I was like, "Bro, you can do this." You don't need your fingers. I need my fingers. So after that, I was just like, yeah, uh, I guess I'm on my own here. So all I did was like kind of just move some of the snow onto the ground outside the uh, my crib, my okay. area. I kind of just moved the snow over, and I was just like, look, like I'll drive through it, which is what I did. And he couldn't get a snowblower, so he had to come out with like two other people and like clear that thing because he's too old to do it himself. And I was just like, wow, like... What like are snowblowers even worth it at this point? Like th- that one was not. I mean, if you maintain that type of uh, what do you call it, maintenance, then no, the fuck. How do you have a whole rubber glove in your snowblower? Yeah, that was pretty. Funny. That's crazy, bro. That was pretty, it looked bloody too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was just like, what is? He probably this? killed somebody. Didn't even know it. Oh my! God. You imagine? They're just laying in the snow, just shaving <laughs> off of their hand, just shaking. Yeah. Shoveling wasn't fun. It was like an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, no. It was so crazy. But I took my time and I bumped some music. I wasn't really in a rush. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Me and Uncle Louie were talking shit the whole time. Oh, he came help? It, it was me and him. He's the one who brought the snowblower. That didn't work? <laughs> yes. It worked. It worked. I just had to clear the top layer at some point. Well, it worked after like 40 minutes after we realized what we could do with it. <laughs> then, then it worked. That's a layer. I have a snowblower. He took it out and I was like, "Oh shit, bro! What a what are we gonna do with that? Crazy! It was pretty much you just big shovel, you know, regular shit. It's so it's so small, you're pissing off the snow, kind of. Yep, it was so fucking, and we didn't even we didn't even clear out the uh, the entirety of uh, like the backyard space. Yeah, like all the snow is pretty much in front of the backyard space because we're like we don't need that. Like we'll just make a path close to the gate." Yeah. Like a single little, you know? I Look, agreed. Easy. Agreed. But yeah, it was crazy. It was so much. It was a lot. It was a lot. Because, you know, I didn't get to do it last year. Last year I had COVID. Oh. And we had those two big-ass snowstorms. There was a lot of fucking snow. You know what? You got real lucky with that. Because you, <laughs> you didn't have to go anywhere. Nope. Not Not to say that you enjoyed COVID. Because I know you didn't. But, yeah. It was one of the, one of the uh, few good things. About contracting COVID. <laughs> One of the good things. Yes. About contracting COVID. No physical layer, no physical labor outside of the house. That's hysterical. I did. I did go outside and clear my car. Uh huh. But the actual shoveling, no. You know, it was a, uh, it was bad. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This is the first, uh, first year in a while that I've had to like go crazy. With the shoveling. How'd you like it? Uh, I liked it. I'm I might may or have not may or may have been very elevated <laughs> while shoveling. Um, felt, and I was wrapped up all warm. I had the red wings on. Hey, so did I. It was yo. Uh, those was things are just tanks. <laughs> yeah, 
You yeah. Can't, you can't stop somebody in Red Wings. Bro, shove some pants into there, bro. I was like, I am impenetrable. I can step through this fucking stone right now, and I got the eight-inch high boots on. I'm good. Right? I'm good. I'm not going to lie. When, uh, when I first... When I first uh, got them, I was like, these are mad high. And then I wore them, and I was like, this is the, the boot I've always needed. Locked in. Yeah, I was just like, yo, I can't lose. Nope, those things are on your feet, and they provide protection all around. Non-electrical. Yeah. Waterproof. Steel toe. Premium fucking leather. Premium. Right? And a big-ass soul. Yeah. That soul really makes a difference. Man. I could be in those all day. With the high the uh, the high leg coverage and the ankle support. Because your ankle's just locked into the middle of that boot. There's no way you're going anywhere. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. I liked it. The shoveling. I just, like I said, I forgot to shovel the front. I didn't forget to shovel the front, honestly. I was just tired of it. So I didn't shovel the the street. Yeah. So I had trouble last night getting in. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, because you had to get through that. You know what I like to do? I like to just, like, knock it around a little bit. And then once I knock it around a little bit. That's what I had to do. That's pretty much what I was doing last night. Just going in, pulling out. Go. go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get it. Go in, pull out. Go in, pull out. Go in, pull <laughs> That's out. That's not crazy. Uh, yeah. Because, like, look, man, there's no awards for cleaning off your street with the snow. So no. you just need to get out. Like I literally oh. used my car as a, as a ram yesterday <laughs> as to get a through. Ram. Get like I almost couldn't get out. I almost got stuck. But the Camry made it through. She yeah. did her job. Yeah, I was. Bro, people were watching too. So I went full because they were shoveling their like driveway out and they were looking at me <laughs> kind of like 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 one of those looks where it's like, is what he serious? Is he doing? And I got stuck going backwards and I'm like, nah, fuck this. So I went went to drive real quick, went forward, reverse, checked both sides, just gunned it smooth out just smooth went right on my way i was like yeah yeah, yeah jealous i know <laughs> oh my god y'all are stuck you used the camry as a battering ram yeah that's hilarious yeah i have to, I have to get a wash I gotta don't get a wash now i'm gonna wash for a while i gotta get a wash tomorrow i gotta take a client around in it oh okay yeah Fair. i didn't want to do that but that's when you need the wash hopefully i still don't have to but we'll see. I really would prefer. You got to clear out the back seats and everything. Yeah. Gotta, you got it. That's a deep clean, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it's cold out, too. You're going to have to vacuum. Ugh. What do you mean? I'm going to the car wash. Oh, true. true. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. It's too cold to be outside like with water and cleaning materials. I'm oh, oh, water? Hell no. Look, I'm going to clear out the back seat. I'm going to take it to the car wash. And then let them go crazy. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, you should shove everything in the truck or bring it inside. That's what I'm saying. Be real quick. Real quick. Buy a couple couple air fresheners. Do you go air freshener, like hanging or in the vent? Hanging. Hanging. I like the vent ones, but they just don't hit as fast. They, it's, the, it's the and, and as long. Kidding me? Bro, I've had, I've had the same six... Uh, hanging air fresheners in since my dad came up with the whip. Really? Yeah. That's sickening. In July That's of gross. last year. 
Has not. Has not been penetrated. Why is Jerome Bettis a current Notre Dame student? Is he going back to school? He looks mighty hefty. Banchero? He's the number one, right? Number one. Uh, yeah, one the number one. Pro- probably the number one prospect in this draft. But knowing basketball, there'll be some skinny kid from somewhere we've never heard of that they'll be like, he could gain 30 pounds and be honest, and then he'll be number one. What uh, what draft is he in? Who? Banchero. The next one. Oh. Basketball. <laughs> like 2022? Yeah. Basketball, you can just go after a year. You don't have to play three years. Oh. He's yeah. only a sophomore. He's a freshman. He's a freshman, I mean. Yeah. You, you want to know something crazy? Most guys, well, not most guys, but a lot of guys only go to college like to play ball in that fall semester. Like as soon as basketball season's over, they stop going to class because it doesn't even matter. Like they'll just train for the draft and just leave school. Like, it'll literally be like, yeah, I'm going to go work out with my trainer and my agent. I'm leaving school now. Think about that, right? Like, because after March Madness, let's say early April, it's like, yeah, I'm getting ready for the draft now for the next three months. Fuck school. Wow. Think about that. That's fire. Wow. You just wake up every morning and play sports. Yo, think of, like, no, think about it like this. You leave school to, like, let's just say, I don't know, you're going to school in Michigan, right? You leave Michigan. As a kid. Yeah, you leave Michigan, right? And you go to like Florida or Cali, to where or wherever your agent's located, and you're just like, yeah, I just uh, live, sleep, eat basketball the next three months. Like I'm working out today, I'm interviewing with teams, I'm going to team workouts. All I'm doing is putting up like a thousand shots a day, and the rest of the time is mine. Yeah, as a kid too. And obviously, I think we always talk about it as like big leaguers and stuff. Obviously, waking up every day, get paid to play. But, like, as a kid in college, you're like, yeah, oh, I'm supposed to go number one? Copy. After basketball season, I think I'm going to have to uh, see y'all later. I mean, I would. I like It's just a fire process to, <laughs> to, to realize that and then be like, oh, yeah, after April, I'm done with school. Yeah, you're like, mid- I'm going to win a chip or I'm going to try to win a chip and then I'm just going to be done with school. Like, That's the ideal ending. If you think about it, right? You're spending that whole, like, year just being like, I'm about to be a millionaire. Let me just not get hurt and mess this up. And then, like, why would you study for finals after that? It's like, I'm about to be a millionaire in, like, a month. Who gives a shit about what I think about, I don't know, catcher in the rye on a college level? Catcher in the rye on a college level. Yeah, someone brought out that, uh, that, uh, what is it? They brought out that, that, uh, book today. And started talking about it, and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't read that book in a long time. That and Fahrenheit 451. Uh, I've never read any of those two books. Really? You mean either of those Either two? of those two books. Really? Not Fahrenheit 451? No. It sounds familiar, though. What's that book about? It's one of those random fiction stories. Oh, it was like, it's basically how, it's just a, a world where the government redacts history. It's basically what everyone acts like the United States is becoming because then the United States doesn't let everyone do whatever they want. So basically, it's just a, like, the people that run the country are just ruthless dictators that manipulate history, facts, and everything. Like, they dictate what you can wear, what you can eat, when you can eat, who you can have sex with, etc. Like, it's crazy. It's a dystopian uh, society. Yeah. So... Wait, is it? That might not be the right book. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. 
Uh. Oh no! Yes, it is. You just won that. Yes, it is. I was right. Never mind. 1953 dystopian novel by American writer Ray Bradbury. Often regarded as one of his best works, the novel presents a future American society where books are outlawed and firemen burn any that are found. The book I was thinking about was George Orwell's The Crow? No. Oh. Was uh 1984. Oh, okay. George That's what I was thinking about. However, Fahrenheit 451 is in the same vein, but the difference is in Fahrenheit 451... Firemen burn down, but they burn books. They don't put out fires; they start fires. So they burn books. They burn information. So they're basically erasing history and facts. So in that whole book, like he has like a copy of like one or two books that are just like sacred to him because like no one has books. If you're seen reading, it's like whoa. Hmm. Come on, read that. Read it. Damn, I haven't well. I haven't it was read, a good book. I, I haven't read George Orwell's 1984 either. 1984 is sickening, almost. Well, now I kind of want to read both. You know what I've been I've been doing a lot. I've been um, neglecting like the uh, books that focus on like real shit. specific real real shit. Real shit. Nah, yo, you know? that's crazy. I was thinking that this morning because I was reading this newsletter, and it was just basically saying like. If you're not reading, like, you're not learning, you're not moving forward in life. And it was just saying that, it was just basically saying that people that ran empires, that ruled countries, were reading, like, two to three books a week. They were just garnering information. Shit tons of knowledge. And they were, and, like, the blog post was basically saying that, like, books are not only meant to be, like, informational, but also inspirational fantasy stories and i 100 yeah, agree with that because i was just thinking to myself man i've been reading all these books about learning about philosophy about reading i need to watch i need to read a good fictional novel yes like yes. just transport me from this world and they were saying that basically like reading really like calms the mind and i feel Hell like yeah. my mind that's why it's good to do it before you sleep is racing after the first 15 minutes of me realizing that I'm not going to go back to sleep. <laughs> and then my mind is just on go. Like, it's it's crazy because if, if someone had a camera on me for the first 10 minutes, it'd be me hitting the snooze, then me trying to fall asleep, then me rolling over realizing that there's a part of me that knows I have to get up and won't let me sleep. Then it's me rolling back onto my back and looking at my ceiling and then thinking about my day. Then saying my affirmations and like a little prayer, you know, saying thank you for me being able to be able to speak right now and be yes. alive. And then it's like, fuck, it's go time. Then I'm up. Then we're moving. <laughs> affirmations then, get you going? Nah, it's more the fact that I put I, I set the coffee maker the night before, so I just have to plug it in. So oh. I, I plug it in, flip it on. Then by the time I make the bed and move around my phone's usually like on like 40 so i charge it and then put my computer on the charger by that time the coffee's done and then it's just like all right we made it to the coffee then i'm gonna go what time is that like 7 45 8 sometimes usually it's earlier though because i'm trying to go to the gym early oh yeah a little early gym practice a gym practice a little early gym sesh then you're back in the crib a little work then you're off to wherever else yeah that's nice Breakfast, rather. Breakfast on a little... Nah, no breakfast. No breakfast? Oh, God, I'm, I'm in love with... Nah, I'm in love with breakfast now. Nah, man. I'm, I just can't... 
it just bogs me down. And I love, and it's crazy because breakfast foods are my favorite food. I love every part of breakfast. Bagels, eggs, pan, like croissants, waffles, French toast. I made French toast this morning. Oh. Oof. Bro, brunch, that's why brunch is so fire to me. Yeah. I can eat anything. Yeah. I eat steak. I can eat eggs. I can, <laughs> steak eat and I can eat steak and eggs. I can eat both. I think that's my favorite meal. Steak and eggs? Ooh. You know what I have? Love a good huevos rancheros. What's that? Steak and eggs, just like a Mexican version of it. Oh, is it? Yes. Huh. Fire. Didn't know that. Those just like ketchup and eggs and hot sauce. No. I guess that's a layman way of saying it. Is it? No, I might be wrong because I know there's potatoes in there. There's everything. Everything. Huevos rancheros. Eggs served in the style of the traditional large mid-morning fare on Mexican farms. It means rancher's eggs. Ooh, it's yeah. corn tortilla, fried egg, or sunny side up egg topped with plenty of cooked salsa. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no steak. Uh, I got steak in mine. You can put steak in it. Oh, maybe I did but that But that's then. not traditionally how it's made. Oh, with the huevos rancheros with the steak? Ooh. I mean, that. yeah, that sounds fine. Ooh. It's just the salsa that throws me off. Uh, no, the salsa's great. It's great. It's like pico de gallo, bro. It's like warm pico de gallo. I, I, I'm aware what, what cooked salsa is. There it is. I just don't like it that way. Oh, okay. Fair. Fair. I had it on a cruise ship staring out a window at Endless Ocean. Oh, right. It was very nice. That sounds good. It's very now nice. I want steak and eggs. Yeah. You know, you know what I had once? Surf and turf with eggs. Surf and glurf? Now, that was kind of overkill, but was I Seafood in the morning? Hmm. Interesting. Or was it for brunch? Uh, I don't know when I had it, frankly. Oh. I just remember I had the opportunity to have it, and I was like, yes. I will have lobster with steak and <laughs> so eggs. So it was lobster and steak, and then you said eggs. Yeah. Why'd you put eggs on anything? Just breakfast. No matter what else is going with the eggs, it's saying. breakfast. You know what I didn't know until recently? Aki the, uh, is a fruit. Like, you know. Acai? Aki and saltfish. No, no. Like, oh, oh, Aki. The West Indian dish. Aki. Aki and saltfish? Yeah. Oh, it's a fruit. It's a fruit and fish and eggs. Didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Aki and saltfish? Saltfish is a fish, obviously. Correct. And Aki is fruit. And it's a traditional uh, Jamaican breakfast. Some fish, some eggs, some fruit, and you're on your you're on your way to start the day. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it's like a. It's like a like a like a lychee. Mm-hmm. So Didn't know that. Do you like lychee? You a lychee guy? It's okay. You a lychee guy? I like sour sap. Do you? Sour sap is fire. Not a fan. Do you like sour sap juice? No, not really. Wow, sour sap is fire. I get to drink that every day. No. I'm more of a. Uh, I'm more of like a pineapple mango, like lime juice kind of guy. Okay. You know. Disappointing, but you're disappointing. So. It's fucking rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. So let's talk about ISIS. What a way to bring ISIS into There's the no good way to transition to ISIS. So you might as well just do it rough and abruptly, which is how like they ISIS? operate. Like ISIS? Like ISIS trying to break 3,000 of its members out from a Syrian prison? Like, what's that all about? Yo. Set off three car bombs at the gates. So they could let more people out. Assaulted 
the officers outside the gates. Oh, so they just ran in there and burned that bitch Yo, down. bro, they didn't, actually. So, I think... I think 89... Oh, no. It was a bunch of prisoners. I can't remember the exact number. But out of all the prisoners that escaped, only five of them are at large currently. What happens to the rest of them? Uh, they're back in prison. Damn. Yeah, 89 people died. No Americans. It was Syrian defensive forces and inmates. So total 89 people died. I'm sorry. No, it was way more than 89. Because it was like and 77. Only, only five people got out. Yeah, safe. Are just at large currently. Man, what what the United States did to the Middle East is just there We had is, help in that uh in that uh what do you call it? Like back up there. We were uh, we were back up. We provided limited ground support. Oh, did we? Yes. It's just like we just really destabilized the region. Like we like I'm so glad we're out of there now. And I know people are like, Oh, ISIS this, ISIS that Man, we got so many ops anyway. Y'all worried about ISIS? We already have mad ops. I wonder where what happened. Did you know that Russia was going to invade Ukraine last week? Yes. Um, I wonder what's going They're on with that. They're going to invade them by the end of February, a lot of econ- economists and people are saying. I don't think I've seen, seen that thing. You haven't seen that? No, no, no. I'm talking about like updates. Here we go. Live updates. Russia-Ukraine crisis. Oh, yeah. What? Tensions between Moscow and uh, Kyiv are at their highest in years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they busted in there, bro. That's not a doubt. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Feel me? So it's like... Ukrainian police arresting groups planning violent protests as part of a plot to destabilize the country. <laughs> Starting. Like, we have so many ops and people be worried about, like, ISIS and shit. It's like, bro, Russia has been been like, fuck us. And it's cool with all our enemies, right? And then it's like, yo, China been telling the U.S. they coming. It's like every other week, the new Chinese like leader for life is like, yeah, we ain't we ain't fucking fucking around no more. Literally, they were like, if the U.S. keeps meddling in our affairs, shit's finna go down. Feel me? And everyone's like, oh, Trump wouldn't let this happen, and it's like, let what happen? The man is talking shit. <laughs> All Trump would have did was got on the media and talked crazy and got him madder. Feel me? Like. As old and senile Biden seems, like, at least he's, like, shutting the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a big, that was a big reason. He just, there was no time and place for that. I actually got presented, um, it's not, well, yeah, I got presented the question about, uh, so, we talking about right now that Trump has a hard time controlling his filter on live television as a president, right? Like, did I, I, I stretch that there? Did I stretch that there? 
The question I got posed was, why is it that Trump isn't allowed to talk the way he wants to talk? All right, so I'm going to answer that. That's a societal thing. I'm going to answer two things there. The first thing I'm going to answer is the Trump not controlling his filter. I, again, and anyone that's listened to this podcast for any amount of time at this point knows, I don't think people are just crazy, and I don't think there are coincidences. I think people, everything they do is meditated. I think Trump knows exactly what he's saying all the time. I don't think he's deranged at all. I think people have a hard time realizing that other people don't care about public sentiment or opinion. And that's why those people are revered so greatly. People don't like Trump because Trump is very good at what he does or a great businessman. People like Trump because Trump don't give a fuck and never has because he's always been rich. Feel me? And he realized at a young age that he can do whatever he wants as long as he's confident and still rich. So that's my opinion on Donald Trump being in front of a camera. Two, the reason he can't say and do whatever he wants to do is very simple. It's because one of you dumbasses are going to think that you're rich and can do whatever he does. Because if Donald Trump goes into a room and grabs a woman by the vagina, Donald Trump is going to pay her hundreds of thousands of dollars and issue a public apology. You're going to go to jail. And you're going to be a public menace. Can't have that. Sex offender. Registered. Bro, if I was in a bar yep. and saw a man True. walk up to a woman he's never met and grab her pussy, and like she was like, oh my God. I'd be like, yo, like we have to hit this guy. If you're, if you're closest, are you, are you first swing? Yeah, I can't live in a society like that. I'm sorry. That's just crazy. Feel me? This whole... I, we should let people say and do whatever they want shit is insane to me, to be honest with you. Oh, it's, is it, where have you heard? Has that been something you've been exposed to? It's, it's the sentiment of people since Trump's been in office. It's like, we need more freedom to say and do the things that we want to do. And it's like, I mean, if, I don't think they're like a, a violent and just obscene things like that. Let's put it like this, right? Like grabbing vaginas. I don't know if that's. Let's put it like this, right? I don't know if it's stretched that much yet. Think about all the people that say wayward things about COVID and et cetera, that after like a year of us letting it rock, well, not us, but these big tech companies, now they're eradicating it. Like there's a guy, I think he's black, on Fox News that like spreads COVID misinformation and other stuff all the time on Fox News. And he has a YouTube channel and YouTube was like, that's enough of that. You will not be doing this on our platform anymore. Right. People are going to say, oh, like the news is getting soft. We can't hear any real truth. And it's like, no, you're a danger to society. You are a danger to this thing that we're build, trying to build as a community. I, li- I was listening to... Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of like extremism. Yes. So because the minority is usually the one that does the most work in terms of like starting things or starting movements. I was listening to an audiobook today called The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell. Right? And this goes back to what we were saying about listening to like fin- uh, like fictional stuff, right? Correct. I just realized it today. I'm like, damn, like I'm tripling down now. I'm reading three books about real shit. I need to read something that's an escape. Yeah. But he was basically saying that the 80-20 rule applies to like pandemics and epidemics in terms of like movements and things. So it was basically that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. So it's like the 20% of people that have those YouTube followings and spread COVID misinformation and think it's a myth, 
they're going to do 80% of the deceiving and annoying the population. And he's one of them. That guy had almost a million followers on YouTube or subscribers or whatever. Well, That's not a small amount of people. Yeah, subscribe to, not even just views, I, I, just yeah. subscribed. Yeah, so it's like, if this guy keeps getting a foothold for the sake of freedom of speech, we're going to go backwards. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because back when the Spanish flu was ravaging. The influenza. It's, and mind you, they say history repeats itself every hundred years. And that was literally what happened a hundred years ago. They were like, wear masks, do this, this, and that. And people were like, some people were like, yes. And some people were like, no. But the difference with the Spanish flu is, is that the people that were like, no, weren't around long enough to keep saying no because they died. Now, oh, they get true. really sick they drain the healthcare system. They flood the hospitals. Then they get out and they talk big shit as if they weren't in there, just dying a moment ago. Oh, true. Like, do you ever, do you ever hear like the nurses and like doctors talk about people that come in that don't believe in COVID and how they are when they get in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, you, everything is pointed. There's no dead end here. Everything you have right now is a literal like forward path to COVID. Like you're in the hospital. Like they brought you in because you need medical support to sustain your life force. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself anymore. But they still don't believe it. My aunt Yeah, it's wild. My aunt told me that uh It's his wild. My aunt is a doctor and sorry to cut you out there. My aunt is a doctor in Texas and she helps out with the COVID stuff. Because she has her own practice, but she decides to work more at the hospital because that's just who she is. Uh, this lady came in and they told her that she had COVID and she had COVID, she had COVID symptoms out the ass and they said, yes, you have COVID. And she said, that's impossible. And they said, why? And she said, because I don't believe in COVID. Nice. Nice. I didn't know you say at that point. Well, (laughs) if I could, I'd say just get out. We need this bed then. (laughs) Well, that's, that's literally what... (laughs) As my aunt pretty much said her own version of that in her own way, in her uh, southern accent. She okay. basically was just like, if you don't believe it, then why are you here? And two, then you won't be needing this COVID treatment. We'll just leave you in here. To which the woman said, no, 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 I'd, I'd like the treatment. Just like when Joe Rogan called COVID, Mr. I'm unvaxxed and I like to take her horse dewormer instead of going to the doctor and getting a free shot. Uh... He went in and they gave him COVID-19 antibodies, the same that you would get from a vaccine, and they gave him a direct transfusion to help him get better. Oh, wow. A transfusion? He got a blood transfusion? Mm. Well, they infused it. Maybe not a transfusion, but they infused it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... What? This is why people... Like, this is why everyone doesn't deserve that freedom of speech. Think about how many people listen to Joe Rogan. I was going to say, he has uh, has not slowed down. In no. his exposure. No. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of, at this point, you know, like, we just have to realize that. And we say this all the time. And I'll say it to everyone that wants to hear it or wants to argue with me. We do not all deserve complete freedom of speech. It has been shown time and time again that we cannot all be trusted with that. Correct. Some of us are idiots. And I say us. Right? I say dumb shit. But if someone tells me, Evan, that was dumb, or Evan, this, this, and this about science, I'm probably just going to say okay, because Evan Brown is not a scientist. 
Evan Brown is a businessman, a real estate agent, and a podcaster, and a damn good baseball coach. Ain't no science in none of them words. Feel me? And I'm comfortable with that. You know what I think it is? Uh, there's a lot of idiots in the world, and idiots tend to follow idiots. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy. But do you think all these leaders are idiots? I think a lot of them are just like, you guys are stupid. Well, I, I guess can, it depends. I can get on... enough of you to follow me. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a, like a super big uh, like special specialty group there. I don't know. I don't know what to really call that there. I, I don't know either, bro. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Uh, an anomaly. Think about this. this a is, certain. Think about know. this is two years of us like talking about how stupid people are with COVID. Feel me? Like, I've seen people just be like decimated by this virus. Like, you, you had the shit. I did. Full blown. I did. Luckily, my immune system is a, a real nigga. So, <laughs> we got through it together, man. And you can smell in here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We did take some hits. Mm-hmm. It caught us. You know, it caught us. I hadn't been sick in years like that, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say for at least the last 10 years, I was not sick like that. Ever. And I was just like, damn. But it was really only like that for like two or three days. Yeah, I remember. I was like, and damn, was, buddy, you all right? You were like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. That was a dumb question. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. People are idiots. The same. Oh, shit. And uh, El Tenko, MTO. I feel like COVID drains me uh, a lot quicker now. I can only handle a certain amount of Agreed. COVID talk. Agreed. Oh, All right, well, fuck. All right. Well, bye. Be kind. Drink racist. and uh, Drink racist? <laughs> How would you drink racist? Wow. Like, do, do you have to, like... Do you have to like insult a person that's a different mind, a different ethnicity before you take a sip? It's the drink over at the BP. I don't know they had it. Like you got like if I have a bottle of water, right? They three flavors. And mind you, I love the juice, right? But imagine if is it, am I drinking racist if I, if I like take a sip of like this Fiji water and I go, damn the juice? Is it drinking racist? Oh, that's a that's a different way to say it. You're drinking racist. Yeah. You're not drinking racist. You said drink racist. So I'm just saying, is that how I drink racist? Or if I if I drink it and I go, this water would taste much differently if Jewish people weren't here. Is that racist? Is that drinking I, racist? Drinking while being racist, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, both of those things were jokes. And I love the Jews. And they love me. <laughs> so, with that said. Don't bring your personal life into this. <laughs> with that said, uh, drink water. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. And uh, be kind. Be nice to people. Bye. Shit sacks. Bye.